Welcome to Taiwan Report News Brief, news and analysis from Taiwan. I'm Donovan Smith. Up today in the program, a new suicide law spurs debate. Taichung spars with the EPA over the Taichung power plant. A new land law is being rammed through by the DPP in spite of a unified opposition. Travel ban may be extended to the U.S. over coronavirus fears. The world continues praising Taiwan as a world model. And a Taiwan manufacturer makes an amazing and almost miraculous paper from stone, believe it or not. Okay, so up first in the Taipei Times, the headline is Wu Zihui request for classified data unnerves legislators. So, it says, several lawmakers yesterday expressed concerns about KMT lawmaker Wu Zihui requesting information from the Ministry of National Defense for information, which reportedly included highly classified materials on military units. Wu, a retired lieutenant general, previously sparked controversy when he reported attending an event in China commemorating the 150th birthday of Sun Yat-sen in 2016, when he sat through a speech by President Xi Jinping and stood for a rendition of the Chinese national anthem. The ministry on Thursday confirmed that Wu had requested information, with local media quoting a ranking officer as saying that the requests included materials on cyber defense units at the new Information and Electronic Warfare Command and troop deployments for all three major branches of the armed forces, as well as updates on combined service units and military operations plans. Now, a DPP legislator who serves on the Foreign Affairs and National Defense Committee, which Wu had originally wanted to be on, but uh, failed to get a seat on, said that while Wu is a retired officer, he sits on the legislature's Social Welfare and Environmental Hygiene Committee, so he should focus on the tasks and issues concerning in that panel. Now, Wu Zihui was number four on the KMT's party list, or appointed list of, of legislators that people, when they vote for the party, they get to assign. He's very controversial, and a lot of people have doubts about his loyalty to Taiwan and consider him possibly to be a a Trojan horse for the PRC. However, this report has one major problem. You notice that the Ministry of National Defense said that he had sought those documents. However, here in Focus Taiwan, Ministry of National Defense denies reports alleged KMT legislators sought classified documents. So they originally confirmed the media reports, but then they had to backtrack because he didn't request anything controversial at all. On Thursday, local media published sources saying that we would sought large volumes of intelligence materials from the ministry. However, the uh, Wu called on the Ministry of National Defense to refute that because they only gave him materials that were publicly available. All right, in the Voice of America, new Taiwan law restricting suicide coverage in media stirs debate. A new Taiwan law bars media from disclosing various types of information about suicides, including methods used in an effort to stem copycat behavior. Limits on media coverage are aimed at reducing the number of people who try to commit suicide. About 7,000 teenagers 
attempted to do so in 2018, the Ministry of Health and Welfare said, 19% above the world average. Suicide deaths that year came to 3,865. Under the new Suicide Prevention Act, daily newspapers, websites, and television networks can be fined for showing photos, illustrations, or videos on suicides. It also applies to methods and how to buy tools. So, what's the problem here? The problem is, is that, while that sounds very good from a health perspective, Cedric Alviani, head of the East Asia Bureau of Advocacy Group Reporters Without Borders, said the law will curb the media's ability to obtain journalistic sound information. Quote, we perfectly understand that it is their duty to try and bring improvements to the society and address that terrible society problem that is suicide and especially suicide of teenagers, Alviani said. However, the solution they propose, which is forbidding the media from mentioning the topic, is not a solution, he said. Going on further here, Joanna Lay from the University of Pennsylvania and at a think tank here in Taiwan said restrictions on suicide reporting could open the door for other types of media freedom curbs. I see this as a social responsibility of the media, Lay said. It is the territory of self-sanction or self-regulation, and it should not be legislated. Reporters Without Borders said Taiwan's government should better organize the media sector to talk to news outlets about ethics. So this is a very interesting debate because on the one side we have public health, and they have statistics showing that these news reports do increase suicide, suicides, and particularly copycat suicides. On the other hand, there is a potential slippery slope in free speech and freedom of the press. Moving on, Focus Taiwan is reporting Executive UN sets the tone for Taichung Power Plant. I can sum this up quite quickly. The, the central government's Environmental Protection uh, Agency has shut down a Taichung law. Now, they're going to appeal through the constitutional court, but essentially the Taichung city government attempted to lim limit the coal usage at the Taichung Power Plant. The Taichung Power Plant, until fairly recently, was the world's largest coal-fired power plant and still one of the largest. It's also the largest single stationary source of air pollution in Taiwan. Now, this follows a pattern. Zhanghua, the Zhanghua County government under the DPP's Wei Mingu, also tried to shut down a Formosa Plastics Group uh, plant that was located right in downtown Zhanghua City. They actually got it shut down for a few weeks, but once again, the National Environmental Protection Agency overruled them, and the, the plant is still running. Then, down in Miaoli, the massive Formosa Plastics Group, uh, Mailiao Complex, which is, again, a massive polluter, not just in terms of air pollution um, from their coal-fired power plants, but also in other uh, areas, the Miaoli government tried to shut them down, and once again, they were overruled by the Environmental Protection Agency. So this has been an ongoing battle between local governments concerned about the local residents' health and the Environmental Protection Agency, which is based, of course, out of Taipei, where the air is significantly better. All right, moving on to the Taipei Times and planned amendments advance despite defiance. 
Controversial amendments to the Spatial Planning Act yesterday advanced to committee review, despite a united effort by opposition parties to vote them down. Opposition lawmakers objected to a motion tendered by the Executive UN that would advance the amendments it proposed last month to the Internal Administration Committee for a preliminary review. The KMT, the Taiwan People's Party, and the New Party caucuses filed a counter-motion to return the bill to the Procedure Committee, which was put to a vote. Now, the DPP legislator originally was instrumental in getting the act passed in 2015, abstained, while DPP legislator Gao Jiayu voted for the motion to be struck down. So she sided with the KMT, the TPP, and the NPP. Gao Jiayu is known to be, she's a new legislator, but when she was a Taipei city councilor, she often sided with Kuanja over her own party. And again, she's siding with the opposition against her own party once again. Now, so the motion was vetoed 58 to 41. Basically, the DPP used their legislative majority to simply shut this whole thing down. Now, at the heart of the controversy are two proposals that would allow local governments to indefinitely postpone submitting regional spatial plans, that's land planning in normal human speak, and give the executive UN the right to revise national or regional spatial plans to make way for, quote, major construction projects. The proposed amendments have sparked concern that they could encourage excessive development at the cost of environmental protection. So the issue that this really boils down to here is what are major construction projects and do you trust the government to properly vet them and make good choices on this? So this is opening the door for these major construction projects. So will the government do so for, say, major concrete you know, mining facilities in protected areas or massive hotels on the coast and indigenous land or these kinds of things that have been controversial in the past. On the other hand, these kinds of laws in the past were used to put through things like the high-speed rail and to expand the science parks and put in freeways, these kinds of things. So the really the question is, do you trust the government's judgment or not? And that's where this boils down to. What's also very interesting is that now all three major parties, in spite of being very different individually, all came together against the DPP. Okay, in Focus Taiwan, I just want to let you know this exists. There's a CNA graphic, Procedures for Online Pre-Order of Masks. That is uh, very useful information. It's on Focus Taiwan. We'll also link to it on report.tw. Similarly, in the Taiwan news, Taiwan's health ministry unveils 167 locations for Wuhan coronavirus testing. They put up the list. You can find that on Taiwan news. And again, we'll, list, uh, we'll link to that on report.tw. Moving on to the Taipei Times, the headline is American man confirmed as, fifth, as Taiwan's 50th virus case. Now, it says here, an American man was yesterday confirmed as Taiwan's 50th COVID-19 case. The Central Epidemic Command Center said, adding that it would consider placing certain U.S. states on the nation's travel advisory list. Now, the reason why they're saying states, they say states or regions because the United States is so large. Now, they haven't actually made this decision yet, but if you're planning on visiting here from the United States 
or visiting to the United States, you may want to pay attention to developments on this issue. Moving on again to Focus Taiwan, no deportation of undocumented migrant workers seeking treatment NGOs. A coalition of non-government organizations that fight for the rights of migrant workers initiated a petition Friday to urge the government not to detain or deport undocumented migrant workers who seek medical treatment during the COVID-19 panic. The director of Migrants and Immigration's Service Center under the Shinju Catholic Diocese said, told CNA that the online petition calls for the government not to arrest the undocumented migrant workers because otherwise they would be reluctant to seek treatment for fear of being deported. The idea is to let them seek medical treatment or consultation and be, to, and be able to freely leave hospitals and clinics without fear of arrest. Now, what's boiling, what this is boiled down to here is the Ministry of Labor has been pushing for a crackdown. The Ministry of Health has been saying we want to prioritize people's health and safety over this kind of thing, and that would just be a distraction. However, there has been no clear policy on whether migrant workers who are illegal and undocumented can get medical treatment without fear of repercussions. If they can get treatment, that helps to close a potential risk area for the spread of of disease. However, otherwise they may be afraid to come in and get checked. But on the other hand, the Department of Labor and there's certain people in the government who want to crack down and catch them. So until it's not clear, they'll probably stay out of the system. All right, in the Taipei Times, officials call for calm as markets shake. Now, this is interesting. The finance, finance officials yesterday called on investors to remain calm, saying the National Financial Stabilization Fund would intervene to shore up local shares when necessary. Now, the fund, which has 500 billion NTs ready to be deployed, things have not gotten out of control, the minister said, and the, the COVID-19 infections in Taiwan are low and the TIEX has been resilient and the stock market shed 108 2% in the past two weeks, milder than the 26.88% drop on the Dow, a 29.6% retreat in British shares, and a 32% corrections in the German and French markets. So in other words, Taiwan's measures to help control the coronavirus has meant that Taiwan's economy and financial markets have taken a much milder hit than other countries. Continuing the theme that we had yesterday, when I talked about how the all these articles around the world in the international media using Taiwan as a model really help make Taiwan look good. Here's ABC News. Taiwan sets example for world on how to fight coronavirus. And these are just articles from today. NPR has with odds against it. Taiwan keeps coronavirus corralled. EE Times, COVID-19 and the success story of Taiwan. And the Telegraph, life, has, life no longer feels normal in Taiwan, but it has kept coronavirus at bay. These are excellent, excellent uh, publicity for Taiwan, and this is just today's uh, headlines. And finally, in Taiwan today, Tainan Manufacturer turns out innovative stone paper. That's right, paper made of stone. Now, here's what's amazing about it is that it is apparently eco-friendly, and as they put it here, they make it out of a fine powder from waste marble. They grind it up, shape it into pellets, and they stretch it. 
and they only use a little bit amount of water and, of course, no wood. So according to them, it saves 20 trees, 7,480 gallons of water per metric ton, and reduces carbon emissions by 900 kilograms compared to pulp-based products. It's also cheaper to produce at 363 U.S. dollars versus 750 U.S. dollars per metric ton. Now that's pretty impressive. So it's cheaper, more more environmentally friendly. Of course, stone, and there's lots of stone. And believe it or not, it's durable, waterproof, bug and flame resistant. And so you can have waterproof books, food packaging, shopping bags, and on top of that, it's recyclable and de decomposes under direct sunlight after six months. This sounds like some pretty amazing paper. All right, all these articles are up on report.tw. The news rolls on. Let's see you again tomorrow. This has been brought to you by the Taiwan Report. For more content like this, become our patron at report.tw. 哎呦，就是那个台湾狗啦，最喜欢我的台湾狗了。